back to Smell You Later, a perfume podcast. I'm your co-host, Sable Young. And I'm your other co-host, Tynan. Today's episode is a primer on perfume. Because we're basically a podcast about scents, we figured we can teach you a little something-something about fragrance and ourselves, as we have learned much in our research slash careers. Yeah, there are so many words flying around fragrance literature and even as people who interact with it and read it and write it a lot of the time we often look at these things like what the hell does this mean and i'm i'm googling a lot when i'm writing same and i consider myself someone pretty well read with fragrance as we've said before fragrances are hard to approach and they Mm -hmm. can be intimidating and a lot of this is because of the way that they're talked about because it's a very elevated vocabulary that no one teaches you so nope that's why we're here we're going to learn along with you. There was a lot of exactly. things that even just now when we connected before we started recording, we were like, how do you say that and what does it mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So There's uh, so much technicality behind the creation of fragrance. And then basically it's strange because like it's not like you're making a computer and you can say like this has this much processing speed and blah, blah, blah. That's not how fragrance works. They have all these technical things from the extractions to the processes to the distillation. And then they're like... Now, let's call it Moon Dream and sell that. Right. Yeah. And and to that point, it's like, it's also sort of who you talk to about Mm. a lot of this. It's like, what family does this note fall into? Is it this or is it that? Or what does this actually mean? Which is a lot like, you know, skincare. Um, (laughs) It's just like, what version are you reading? You know? Yes. So hopefully after this episode, you will feel confident enough in fragrance know-how to just whip that out at a party and be like, by the way, did you know that? <laughs> I guess what I mean to say is like, we already pretty much know our shit and mm. we did a lot of research. Mm. You know, we may not be right about all this, but we're definitely not wrong. And I feel you know comfortable what? with That's, that. I can confidently say we are not right and not wrong <laughs> at the same time. Sable, what are you wearing today? Ooh, I am wearing Alexander McQueen Dark Papyrus, which makes me laugh because dark papyrus yes i love that the name is so funny to me because it's such a fancy perfume but then i all i think about is like the papyrus font (laughs) 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 it just seems silly to me but i mean the scent itself it's described as a spicy woody scent and conceptually behind it it's supposed to be about like the Nile River, like the banks of the Nile River in Egypt and the smell of the night wind. Mm. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I think Woody Spicy like kind of sums it up better. But, yeah. like, but it is like, I'm like smelling myself right now. Um. <laughs> Ooh. Uh. Yeah. Like it's, yes, Woody Spicy, but I totally get what they mean when they say like this kind of close to the river breeze because it has this sort of dreamy... I don't know, like almost like a fresh airy quality to it while still being earthy and like very grounded. I have never been to Egypt, so I don't know what the Nile River smells like. And I'm sure this was just, you know, a uh, gratuitous interpretation of that. But yeah, it was part of his collection. He launched, I think, eight fragrances in 2018 that were all similarly conceptual in their own way. But this one was my favorite because it was so, again, amorphous and has this like dreamy quality that's almost as if it's from another time and place. Oh, I love that. Mm. It reminded me of, I don't know, like a store. I know that's like not very descriptive. <laughs> no, no, no. But, like, I totally Not like a that. head shop, but I don't know. A fancy store. A fancy old store yeah. with like a ton of wood. Yep. Anyway, Tynan, what do you smell like? I don't know if we've talked about this before. You and I have talked about this quite a bit. 
I don't know if we talked about it on this iconic show, but <laughs> it's I'm wearing Lil Fleur by Burrito. <gasps> the newest by Rito. Yes. Hot off the spritzes. Love to see it. No, Lil Fleur is a floral as the name oh, yeah. would it's um, a big floral it's a big, big floral. Flare. i don't like florals i mean as i've <laughs> said over and over but this is not a floral to me it's more of uh, it's more like dry grass and yellow flowers it is floral it's, it's just very not nectary like to me. it's juicy I think it's I yeah. think it's tangier on you than it is me mm, maybe, because you probably. described it as sort of like citronella yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. Like right out of the gate. Yeah. I was like, is there citronella in this? Yeah. Because it it had like a tang to it, but then once it dried down, then I was like, oh, there's those flowers. Mm-hmm. Like they came after. They're fashionably late. I get like honeysuckle and hay yes. out of it. Honeysuckle for sure. It's just like it's very yellow to me, mm-hmm. and it's a happy scent. Yeah. Yeah. It's bright. Yeah. It smells like an afternoon in the Midwest to a kid that has like never seen the ocean. Whoa. Um, it's Poor like, kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like summery, but not beachy. It's not mm. like an aspirational summer. It's just like, this it's is what pretty, I've got. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I mean, it's a really interesting scent. And mm-hmm. I don't think, I think it's a departure from sort of what they usually do in a way that's exciting to me. It's not my favorite burrito, but I've been wearing it quite a bit this summer. So <clears throat> I don't know. I love it. It's got attitude for sure. It's bratty. It's like a bratty teen girl scent. You think? I think so. But in a cool way. Like, I don't mean bratty like insulin. I mean bratty like, you know, (laughs) anti-establishment. I love it. Okay. I'm with that. To me, it's like a forlorn teenage boy scent. Just like, I wish I had plans tonight. (laughs) I don't know. It smells like the interior of like a hot Honda Civic with leather seats. I don't know. But like in a good way. In a good way. It's funny. These notes don't help me, but I think they sort of do help me contextualize it in a way. There's a big rose note in the middle, and then at the base is amber and blonde woods and vanilla, and I think that, like, blonde wood is the one mm. that, like, really jumps up through it. That one, yeah, that's that's the last note singing when it dries down, mm-hmm. because otherwise it's so much more sharp to me. I like that. <laughs> it just reminds me of, like, the afternoon. Mm. I, I do wonder know. how they came up with a little flur for the name. I would love to know their their <laughs> names are kind of fun they like, are fun but this one to me is like a departure it's like a rap name it's a rap name yeah i don't know <laughs> i think it's cool yeah i would love to i would love to know it so i feel like the first things that you know about fragrance are kind of these big blanket statements of this is a floral fragrance or this is a woody fragrance but meanwhile within it there's like a whole universe of scents that create this one kind of floral or woody theme. And then there's all the other stuff that goes into like the wear of the perfume. All of the things that bolster up that one, yep. if it's floral or wood, that aren't those things at all, but that get you there, mm-hmm. you know? How do you apply your perfume, Tynan? Oh. I feel like people have very different methods. So we all are told that you do it on your pulse points because that's where Mm -hmm. your body is the hottest, Mm -hmm. I guess. So I just do what my mom told me and I do my neck, chest, decolletage area. Mm -hmm. Do boys have decolletages? Sure. Okay. Your Um, bust. And then I do one there and then one spray on my wrists and then I tap them together. You never rub, you tap Mm. because rubbing burns the oils and can affect the scent of It breaks down... The alcohol yeah. molecules oh, or something, something, right? I thought it was an oil, uh, one of the perfume oil things, but I oh. could be wrong. 
Somebody explained it to me that you're not even supposed to touch them together. Oh. You're not supposed to like squish it, basically. I mean, it sounds crazy to me. It's like, it breaks the molecules and they're never the same. Yeah. Or like it's does, it doesn't release the way it's supposed to. Okay. Which could be true because you are literally smearing it into your skin. Right. But I think that... To me, I feel like it enmeshes it into your skin even more. Sometimes I like to warm my skin up before I spray it. Like I'll rub Ooh. my wrists together and then That's smart. with it. But Yeah. And also when I do it, I like to do it shirtless. And then I don't like to throw a shirt on immediately over it. Because I feel like, I mean, it does soak into your clothes, which is fine. But I like to sort of let it sink in and cook to my skin for like five minutes if I can. And then get dressed, which does not mm. always work. But I just feel like if I hop out of the shower spray it on throw a shirt on and then go about my business i just feel like i'm like soaked in it and i know that's all in my head i think you might be right oh because it's like it's cooking on your skin and it's insulated by your clothes right exactly that's what i mean yeah so when you move you're probably like further fuming out (laughs) yeah but you spray on your clothes right and instead of your skin okay yeah i do both i i apply perfume as like the last step of my before i leave the house kind of thing so i do it fully clothed if I'm wearing something with like a high neck, I'll like pull it down to spritz it onto the neck and decolletage. Uh, sometimes I do back of the neck as well. Mm. I'll like hold my hair up, do back of the neck. So, you know, when you flip your hair, it can be like, whoosh, there's a scent oh cloud. My God. Wait, pause. <laughs> uh, there's this girl I work with and I gave her a bunch of perfume samples that I had because she was going out one, one night. She does the same thing. She pulls her hair yes. to the side and sprays on the back of her neck. And like, I am gay as the day is long, <laughs> but I like caught her do that out of, the, out of the corner of my eye. And it was like the sexiest thing I have ever seen in my life. Oh my, I was the like, oh my God. The nape of your neck is very warm. I, yeah. I was like, oh my yeah. God, women. Yeah. Like, <laughs> mind blown. You have to grow a mane, Tynan, and then you can do that. I'll just get a wig. <laughs> <laughs> that also works. Yeah. But I feel like that's like such a hot, hot point on your body. Yeah. And because hair is like a fan, so you can just right. use that. You know, use everything you've got, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so I do there and my wrists. I feel like the wrists always fade the quickest. So I I do like wrists and inner elbow. Mm. Unless I'm wearing something with long sleeves. Oh, and I also do under my armpits. <laughs> Over my clothes. Oh God, like not on my skin. But I don't... Maybe that's just like a takeaway from middle school when I'd use like body spray. Yeah. <laughs> But again, your armpits are some of the warmest parts of your body. And then when you're like gesturing with your hands, you can also fumigate. I like cannot go down this road again. <laughs> yeah, let's not get on on a tangent about, Please. about armpits again. <laughs> but yeah. And then that's the scent that kind of stays on my clothes. And I actually, I really like the way my clothes smell the day after. Uh, same. And you can smell the perfume you wore the day before. I love that. Because it's different because it, it doesn't dry down the same way it does in the skin because yes. obviously it's a different material, but it still has that veil. I love, yes, agree. Yeah. I was yanking my shirt off yesterday. I was wearing some Killian scent and I was like, oh, that's how I smell. <laughs> Killian stays. Killian stays. Like, but it's, that's, I, yeah, I smell it all day. To me, it stays close to you though. I like a mm. fragrance that stays all day, but isn't, it's not going to like enter a room before you. Every time I wear a Killian fragrance, I smell it all day yeah. on myself. Yeah. So I'm usually very, not stingy, but I spritz less with Killian just mm-hmm. because I know it's going to carry. And what do we call when a scent carries? I'm going to let you say it because you pronounce <laughs> it correctly. I'm so happy I'm doing this podcast because <laughs> I, I have learned that I don't know how to say shit. Everything is French in fragrance. I never took French and I cheated my way through Spanish. So I'm glad I have someone here who knows what they're talking about. I took about. four years of French in high school, but... 
that was literally almost 20 years ago so that doesn't sit well with me (laughs) (laughs) we're we're the same age (laughs) although i never like want to be like i'm not one of those people who like misses high school you cannot pay me enough i never want to be a student again burn my i didn't want to be a student when i was a student same Ugh. I don't think I learned anything in high school. No. Well, I also never paid attention. So no. that could could be part of it. But I learned how to mind my own business in high school. I That's definitely, I, I did not learn how to mind my own business. <laughs> you can also tell that. <laughs> anyway, the term sillage, spelled S-I-L-L-A-G-E. Fully thought it was sillage, but work. I had called it sillage for a very long time Same. because it's not even like visually to me, it doesn't look like a French word. So I was like, oh yeah, sillage. Yeah. Anyway. Same. JK, it's French. Siage. One time I pronounced Laura Mercier, Laura Mercier. I want to jump out of the <laughs> window. Anyways, go on. I can see that. It haunts me to this that. day, clearly. Mercier, Mercer. Like, there are worse things you could have done with that name. That's true. Glossier. <laughs> Glossier. <laughs> Siage is the trail of scent left behind by a perfume. So that's when you walk past someone and they're like, oh, her scent was so alluring. That's some siage, bitch. I was on my way here today and I passed this dude from like not close and I distinctly smelled what mm. he was wearing and I was like, bro, number one, we're outside. <laughs> number two, I'm at least five feet away from you and like I could like taste it. But... So he had a pretty, yeah. pretty lengthy sillage. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, circling back, when I wear Killian, I feel like the sillage is not that drastic, but mm. it does stay all day really nicely. It's a really consistent wear. I don't think I've smelled Killian on somebody else, so I can't say how that works. With, uh, like I've only smelled it on myself, and I can't. You can't get. You can't move your nose away from yourself. I was gonna wear Killian today, and I forgot. I got distracted. <laughs> Next time. I think Heaven in Moonlight or Moonlight Heaven is one of my favorite Killian scents. I haven't smelled that one. It's good. I'll show it to you later. That and Good Girl Gone Bad. Yes. Which no, that's not the Rihanna one. The no, Rihanna but that is a the Rihanna one. album. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's why I thought that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I know, like, allegedly, Rihanna wears Killian. Yeah, they just sent it this week. It is Love Don't Be Shy. Oh, okay. It's so good. It's a very me fragrance. It's just like it a is. big sugar bomb. Yes. That one, I like Good Girl Gone Bad because the dry down is similar to the open. So the dry down is basically what the scent smells like once it's had time to cook on your skin and it reaches the base notes. The base notes being the heaviest ones that that really, it's like the the platform and the carrier for the whole thing. Because of the way scents are built, we're going to go through, through this in a minute, or maybe now, uh, with a maybe now. top note, middle <laughs> note, and base note. Some of them typically evolve on your skin, so they'll mm. smell one way when you, when you spray it, and then a, another way throughout, and then at the dry down that's what it sort of well dries down to and it's how it smells and they're all similar but it does evolve not all scents do some are linear meaning (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna smell the same when you spray them on as you do when you wash them off and i don't really have a preference it's like a gift that keeps giving it's like a russian nesting doll yeah where you're really excited to see what the tiniest doll looks like (laughs) yeah totally yeah the open obviously it's like when you first spritz something oftentimes you will probably hear people talk about applying fragrance like it opens with notes of blah 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 and those notes would be the top notes so that's like that is the stuff that you smell right away that instantly draw you in and they're usually the brightest typically Mm -hmm. the sweetest and i think honestly a lot of the times that's what sells the fragrance if you know it's the first impression exactly you're in the department store you spray in your skin or the little test strips whatever and that's it they're super usually juicy red 
And that's what gets you. That's what gets me because I love a sweet note. I will make judgments based on the top notes, but then what really, you know, makes me loyal to a scent is the bass notes mm. for sure. Because like, I love that, that warmth when it kind of just fades down. It's on your skin. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, that's what it smells like. Well, and the structure of fragrances is oftentimes very similar, correct? Because as we said, that the tops are usually a citrus or a fruit. And then the middle notes tend to be very floral heavy or like mm-hmm. earthy notes, things with more texture. And then you get to the base notes and they're almost always what? Patchouli, musk, vanilla, vetiver. amber, vetiver. Yeah. yeah. And like heart notes and middle notes, they're kind of synonymous, right? Yes. Yeah. So like sometimes people call them middle notes, sometimes people call them heart notes. But... I like heart notes because it's romantic. <laughs> <laughs> Top notes also fade out the quickest. Yes. So that's why they're usually the brightest. It's so funny because like, yes, in theory, this is all true. But sometimes to me, all I smell is the top notes just throughout. Well, it contributes to totally the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Like a collection of notes is called an accord, which I always think of it like, like as a musical comparison. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when you play a bunch of notes together, it's a chord. But when you read in perfume, like it has a floral accord that doesn't mean anything to my nose, but it means like, okay, there's jasmine, there's rose, there's violet in here. Right. And also often accords will, we may have talked about this, accords will be a collection of notes made to emulate a scent of something that you can't extract anything from. Mm, yes. So leather, you can't yeah. get an oil out of a leather or... A, a... Cashmere. Cashmere doesn't have a scent. So often there'll be, you know, a, a musk note or maybe a a pepper note mm-hmm. or you know different sort of oils that your nose will then interpret as leather or yes. whatever you needed to yeah so it's like singular things composites of things mm-hmm. and then the whole shebang right exactly <laughs> fragrances are made up of multiple notes but also those notes could be groups of notes. groups of notes exactly <laughs> <sighs> the yeah. drama see it's, it's very dramatic <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like i don't know what do you call them like families of scent we're gonna go with families let's yeah. go with families like the fra- the fragrance families not like the hogwarts house oh god <laughs> but kind of low-key kind of low-key but there's just too many venn diagrams like when we were looking this up you know when you think of the obvious ones like florals fruits woods and then there's like but wait there's fruity florals there's fruity wood and you're like wait what totally yeah i feel like it's again it's who you ask because yeah. i found a really strong infographic that made the most sense to me and that I had seen before but then Sable made a really good point she was like where are the musks and it's like (laughs) well true because that's sort of its own house and this is not on there and didn't we say leather too I don't know totally like I don't I don't know if there's an absolute authority on what certain things like leather accords go into for instance like you could say it's oriental you could say it's woody Mm -hmm. you could say it's musky exactly I want to say musk just because leather is from an animal and musk is animal stuff. I've always read that musk was the quote unquote skin scent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Which makes sense, again, because it comes from animal glands. Um, Have we said what musk is yet? Let's do that. Okay, so <laughs> musk comes from animal glands. It's an animalic note. These days, most musk notes are synthetic because it's just not sustainable to be killing all these deers for their scent pods. Also, you have to kill a lot of deer to get like one kilo of musk. So yeah, not cool, not animal friendly. We don't like it. Also unnecessary. But when you think of really 
popular original musk scents. Ambergris is one of the most popular ones. Am- ambergris or ambergris? Ambergris. I'm saying it the French way. Ambergris. And that comes from the stomach and intestines of sperm whales. It's bas- They just like burp that shit up. I love that we can say sperm on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a whale burp. They vomit it out. Why do they poop it out? I don't know. I think they vomit it. Yeah, which is grosser. I don't know. Take your pick. But yeah, it kind of oxidizes with the ocean under the sun and is super, super valuable. Wait, sorry. Am I getting this right? So uh, musk is from a deer or an animal, whatever. And then ambergris is from a whale. But yeah, it doesn't ambergris emulate amber. It, it emulates a lot of things. Okay. Amber being one of them. I guess is ambergris a musk? Yes. Oh. Because it's like animals stuff. Oh. Yeah. Substance. Other times, it's usually musk would, would come from a civet, which is like a little baby wildcat, their scent glands, or it'd come from the scent gland of a beaver or a musk deer. I didn't realize that they were musk deers as opposed to regular deers, but apparently they are. And this is where the ye old perfumers would get their scents from. And basically, they would take these glands juice them somehow Uh. soak them in ethanol alcohol for like months and months and months until it released a perfumey scent and that's that's what the musk was because in its original form it smells like shit like literal like shit yeah which is why it's even more perplexing as to why they thought this would be good for perfume yeah who was like i have an idea let's take this soak it and then spray it on ourselves weird disgusting who thought of that pigs name yourself reveal yourself <laughs> i always thought that musk was like fog and dense and dewy and almost moldy like a really earthy which i suppose it is but i thought musk we know comes from an animal mm-hmm. it's an animal secretion disgusting but i thought it was from the earth i don't know who decided to take this stuff and turn it into fragrance but it's one of the things that basically carries a scent for longevity. Um, that's why a lot of musks are base notes because they're essentially they're like carriers. They can carry a lot of the other notes. Okay, that's helpful though because I originally, before I read all that, thought musk was just like animal sweat or something. <laughs> so this is a little bit more specific. But yes, I'm glad, Secretions. That, I'm glad that we have a way that we can synthesize this scent instead yeah. of, you know, killing animals. Yeah. Also, it's like way less gross. Sidebar, we should do an episode on how synthetic fragrances are not bad. Who said they're bad? A lot of people think like synthetic really? fragrances are bad. Yeah, people are fucking morons. Um, well, it's the it's the the, the clean beauty hoax. Oh Don't I'm God. not going to do it. But <laughs> do you want to kill a musk deer and smear its glands well, all over you? Exactly. Well, that and just like natural scents that are quote made all natural or whatever, mm. they have a much shorter shelf life too. And you yes. get you can get they're much less imaginative. Yeah. Anyways, I'm not going to go down this road. We should just do an episode about Synthetics it. Synthetics are fine. Synthetics are great. Fragrance. Yes. Oriental fragrances. I'm still like. I know why it's called Oriental. Yeah. Is that okay to say? Is it? I always feel weird about it. So do I. Ugh. I'm like, why haven't we changed this I yet? I know. I don't feel it. I was going to ask. Yeah. Oh. They're like, it's, is it because it's from the quote unquote Orient? Like, which P.S. like, it's not cool to call it that anymore. Yeah. I. So yes, that is why. Because Oriental fragrances date back to the genesis of fragrance itself. Like mm. everything that was like all these spices and shit that were traded. Yep. That the smelled so good. Trade. And people wanted to smell like that. And rightfully so. So that's where the name comes from but i don't it doesn't sit right with me (laughs) and i don't want to get canceled because of it we didn't make the name yes it just is it's now its own technical term like oriental i do i feel weird but like we should figure that out and we should change it 
I like thinking about it more that way, how it's like from the spice trade. Yeah, because I mean, th- that yeah. is literally what it's referencing. So, yes. uh, yeah, it makes sense. It doesn't make it okay, but like, I yeah. just think it's like very dated, but like, mm. that's what it's been ingrained into all of us as. So, you know. Yeah. What else would they call it? If spice. Anyone can change it. We can. Yes, spice. spice. Like, <laughs> if, <laughs> if one of the house names is wood, yeah. if we can change it to spice. Like, yeah. <laughs> Petition to change Oriental to spice. Please, we'll send it to Big Perfume and see what they (laughs) Anyway, Oriental fragrances. Tell me about them. Well, I love Oriental fragrances. They are one of my favorites. They are characterized uh, by spices, obviously. You've also got like incense Mm. and also musks, as we talked about. Mm -hmm. Because didn't you just say very eloquently that musks also can sort of take on Yes. The scent yeah, of whatever yeah, yeah. that they're so yeah, musks are totally very versatile in that way. Mm-hmm. So there are oriental musks, as you said. Also, uh, incense yeah. falls into an oriental as I well. I love the incense note. Same. Yeah. Sometimes it's like really gives me panic because it reminds me of like not panic. But yeah, well, yes, panic. But like it reminds me of like being in church as I was mm. because I went to an Episcopal church growing up, which was like not a bad experience, thank God. But I just I just don't want to be fourteen yeah. again. You know what I mean? <laughs> like uh, that's all. But I love. An incense scent most of the time. Mm-hmm. The the one that All Saints did recently, Incense City, is so good. All Saints just perfume. Yeah, it's all newish. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, they said it was like right when I was leaving Madison, so like it's probably a year and a half old. Okay, I think they have four now, and Incense City is one. It's mm. s- stunning because sometimes, to me, incense as much as I love it, it can be really headachey in the same that white florals in the same way white florals can be headachey. Yeah, just like really caustic and this mm-hmm. isn't it's, incense city is like super smooth i think it rides on vanilla in a way that softens it but doesn't like read as like a sweet vanilla oh it's so good anyway sorry i love um, how vanilla is like i feel like vanilla is like the extraneous exclamation point in an email so you don't sound mad oh my god that's what it does oh to my like god fragrances. totally yeah totally or like the smiley face at the end of a sentence yeah like a text so you're like <laughs> i'm not being passive aggressive <laughs> or i am and i'm using this <laughs> sweetly passive aggressive that's that's vanilla notes to me me just sending like the bitchiest text possible and then throwing an emoji yeah. in it. yes so yeah. vanilla also shows up in many many oriental scents mm. in many scents just baseline but technically i guess vanilla is a spice is it not do you consider vanilla a, it's a bean I consider it a spice. I it's don't a consider spice. it a flower. Yeah. I mean, more literally, it probably is, should be in the flower family because it grows, right? Fair. It's not the fair, dumbest fair. thing I've ever said. But I'm, <laughs> it's but, a bean. But I'm with you. It's I, I consider it more of a, a spice. Yeah. Th- this also is like a, I think vanilla, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, orientals are characterized by being spicy and, mm. or really warm. Yeah. Oftentimes, not always, but really sweet. And, you know, then you get into, like, the seductive realm and, you know, nighttime fragrances and what people consider sexy. Um, I love oriental scents. They're very my shit. Absolutely. I love oriental scents because they are, to me, like, the more linear scents that dry down. They smell the same on the dry down as they do with the open. Okay. Or similarly. Okay. I feel like when it warms up on your skin, it just gets even better and better. Gucci released a bunch of new fragrances in this kind of framework called the alchemist's garden oh they're in like the jars right yeah, yeah they yeah. look like um they look like urns. these victorian urns yeah and there was one called eyes of the tiger that's very much so an oriental scent mm. and it is very strong Have in my opinion those? no but i 
<laughs> I nabbed one from the Allure Beauty Closet yes. when I was I'm going to reach out because I just saw them in my email. I feel like they're like Gucci's prize fragrance. If Gucci Bloom is the preteen that no one pays attention to, like the Alchemist Garden or the overachieving like oldest child. <laughs> I feel like the Alchemist Garden is a diffusion of their new foray into beauty, which yes. no one asked for because like, <laughs> Gucci scents are beautiful. And yeah. I like them a lot. And I'm sure these are gorgeous too. And the yep. bottles are stunning. But we have this new pointless yep. beauty line. And now we have these new fragrances, which yep. I would love to smell. Um, <laughs> anyways, I'm gonna... never mind. How do you pronounce? How would you pronounce this? Oof. Uh, well that that cool life is the brand that i think, cool life <laughs> i think shuddered it's one word and the perfume is called cool Le Parfume. yes okay i think there are eight that each of them aligns with one of the chakras i know i know um <laughs> these are these were super super luxe and really they look fancy gorgeous bottles and the fragrances were stunning and i'm only speaking past tense because i again i think they shuddered recently but my favorite one is this one it is orange and it is just it's a spice bomb not the one by victor and rolf but (laughs) it is all i mean to me cinnamon tobacco i love tobacco oh my god same and this one is strong i would call this like a strong heavy fragrance and when i got it it showed up in the middle of july a couple years back and so it wasn't i don't really believe in like seasonal fragrances but it wasn't a july fragrance because it was like super spicy super warm and it was you know hot as hell outside i knew how much i liked it when it came but i had to shelf it for a couple months just so i wouldn't like smother myself (laughs) that is definitely my favorite oriental oh i'm trying to think tom ford does a lot of beautiful orientals as well i love tom ford's fragrances oud wood is one of my i guess is that oriental or is that more woody i guess oud wood would of course i mean oud is a wood and yeah. it's called oud wood so obviously that would be a wood <laughs> uh duh but that's one of my favorite tom ford scents and black orchid hmm. i feel like black orchid is heavily an oriental scent yeah I also feel like in 2016, everyone was obsessed with Black Orchid. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> I think it was because it was it was and is in Sephora. Yes, yeah, yeah. I actually remember buying a bottle of Black Orchid for an ex-boyfriend that I lived with in 2016. And Canceled. like, yeah, he doused the shit out of himself with it all the time. Loved it. So now to me, I'm just like, oh, it smells like that dude. But that's fucking worst. <laughs> Tuscan leather also is an Oriental mm. by. Uh, I was going to say Drake by <laughs> Tom Ford. It's Drake. It is a Drake song. Wait, has Drake not made perfume yet? Because no. I feel like he would be good at that. Isn't that odd? I, th- I feel like there was a moment where he like absolutely could have and it would have made total sense. He no, could I don't still think do ever... it. Yeah. Drake, please. Bless us. <laughs> Tri- do it before Yeezy does it. <laughs> oh, God. Don't. <laughs> you know he's gonna. I know. <sighs> Can you imagine? Um, that and Tobacco Vanilla also by Tom Ford. Oof. I think I used to have one of the tobacco... <sighs> One of the tobacco Tom Fords, and Mm -hmm. I gave it to someone who probably didn't deserve it. I don't know why this just popped into my head, but when I was a teenager, one of my favorite, I feel like it's pretty strongly an oriental, is Lolita Lempica. Oh my God. My mom wore that as growing up. I fucking love that scent. It's so good. Yeah. Would you call that an oriental? I don't know. It's got a spice. I mean, it's very fruity and floral, but it has this like, (sighs) it's got this spice that just gets in your nose and takes yes, over completely yeah. so my mom and i have very similar like tastes and fragrance because mm-hmm. i've n- never had an original idea in my life 
So yeah, I get a lot of what I like just comes from her and what I grew up smelling. And that she wore for years. I love that this scent of that. And the bottle's so cool. I love the bottle. I, I Google Lolita Lampica like twice a year. <laughs> and I don't know why I just haven't bought myself a bottle. They had a couple flankers. Yeah. Yeah. They, yes. way, way more than I thought. Yeah. So. So what? what is a flanker? Ooh, that's an excellent question. So a flanker is a diffusion of a fragrance. So when a fragrance does really well, basically in mm-hmm. anything, in beauty and otherwise, but it shows up in beauty and fragrance quite a bit. If one product does really well, the brand is going to do it over and over again as many times as I can to get you to buy more. Yep. So it doesn't matter if it is, let me not throw anyone under the bus, like a, <laughs> like a blush that sells like crazy than they do a whole collection around like NARS with orgasm yep. or if um, think of like Mark Jacob and all the Daisy perfumes. all the daisies yep. or like how Becca did champagne pop and then just yep. kept doing champagne pop and then champagne the pop. whole collection of yeah. champagne pop so then again I was actually just gonna say Daisy so there's the Daisy and then there's Daisy blush Daisy dream this that there's tons of daisies because they want that name recognition yeah. of hey that's the one fragrance I love yep. this is another version let me go get that mm. all the Escada scents I believe we're probably all flankers, mm-hmm. the ones that I loved. Britney Spears, famed yep. perfumer, also does a ton of flankers <laughs> for fantasy specifically. Yeah. Is that right? Terry Mugler. Yes. Angel. There's a lot of flankers for that. Yep. Yeah. And Alien. There's a bunch of Alien flankers. To me, they all kind of smell the same-ish. That or they don't at all. They're just their own idea. Mm-hmm. I like flankers when they do letter back to the, the original concept, but mm. but a lot of times they're just like, buy this because you know it which like makes sense i I get why brands do it i'm not saying it's right there's no morality you know i don't know is terry mugler angel an oriental i would have to say i think all of mugler scents are yeah i'd agree with you that's a real like angel is like such an iconic scent but to me it just it's so much it's so so that's the one that's like pure caramel right yep yep Mm -hmm. i'm sorry i love it i know it's free up your alley i got like fully kicked off their pr list i love the alien sense just not on me but i love smelling them on other people yeah i don't identify with it but it's so it's just such a lovely scent i i agree i i I understand that it is pretty heavy Mm -hmm. that is a scent i would definitely say has a lot of siage and oh um, yeah it's a a heavy scent but i don't mind it like it's good I don't mind it. I'm just like, calm down. I, people I just, that wear Alien like love to party. Yeah, and that's yes, what I love about it. You know what yes. I mean? It's just like oh, that right, like yeah. vibe. It's uh-huh. fully the... Um, it's an extroverted scent. The girl who fell out of the window in Sex and yeah. the City. <laughs> <laughs> I love the bottles. Like Terry Mugler, I, I feel like makes like the coolest looking perfume yeah, know, bottles. Yeah. They don't even sit properly on a on a shelf, on a surface. They're just like, fuck that. I'm going to lie the fuck down. I love bottles that lie down <laughs> yeah. for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we touched on woody fragrances. Yeah, woody yeah. smells like wood. Yeah, it smells like a tree. You know, whatever. <laughs> can we can we just get floral all the way? It smells like flowers. <laughs> like, Do you know what a flower is? Like, are we fine? I guess. Yeah. I what, mean, okay. What are we gonna say? Well, all right. Flowers. Wait, you were telling me earlier that that like rose and jasmine are the two notes that are most used. Yeah, I was reading recently and. This is obviously not true of like every fragrance, but essentially rose and jasmine most oftentimes make up the heart of every fragrance. And I would, that seems like kind of a reach. Like rose, absolutely. And like jasmine, sure. But like if anything else, I would add to that. I would add iris. Mm. Um, That's the only one I can think of. Violet. Violet. Gardenia, magnolia. 
Oh Joe? my god, I've been I've been writing a lot about daffodil this week because really, yeah, because it it's not, don't get me started on this. It stems from it's like the narcissus flower. Ah, and ooh, the tiara flower. I do love like white florals. Oh, I hate white florals. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh huh. No. I feel like you would you would be okay with absolutely them. not. Okay. Like, why would I wear a white floral when I can wear anything else? <laughs> you know what I mean. I like a little bit of white. You know, I just want to smell bit, like yeah. a gumball machine at all times. Yeah, I know. Though, so. You want to smell like a piece of cake. That's right. I, I absolutely <laughs> a do. A baked good. Yes. This is true. I do like gardenias. I yeah. will say I like rose a lot too. Mm. I, I had really had to grow into rose, but it wasn't until I realized how um, rose is a shapeshifter. It yes. can smell like a literal literal rose, but also it can like uh, Mark Jacobs decadence makes rose smell really boozy mm. and. It's got a lot of depth and, uh, oh my God, what is the one by Chanel that I really love? Coco Noir. Just, Ooh. it's a really dark take on Rose. It's so beautiful. So I I have, I don't hate florals as a concept. I just hate them because <laughs> I'm stubborn. I don't hate them. I just haven't met the right one yet. Right. It, God. <laughs> anyway. I do love, I do love woody fragrances though. Same. I do. Uh, again, yeah. Men, men love men love wood. Lose their shit <laughs> over some woods. Yeah, like one of my favorite woody fragrances is the Comme de Garcon. So Comme de Garcon Wonderwood, and I suppose it's flanker Wonderwood, are two of my favorite wood perfumes. And Tom Ford, Oud Wood. <laughs> Byredo has two oods that I really love. One is a cord oud, which is a pretty. I mean, it's a beautiful, but literal take on it it's just very it's very woody and very lovely then they have eau de mortal Mm -hmm. which smells like oods really dry fragrant wood really juicy blackberries and incense Mm. it is gorgeous those are good ones yeah like oud i think oud delice by volbiel piguet Mm -hmm. (laughs) love saying that name that's one of my favorite fragrances but that's a lot spicier and to me that fragrance exists in the shared Venn diagram between wood and oriental. Mm. Oud is funny in that it is literally resin from the inside of a tree, but it has different uses. They'll they'll chip the heartwood of the agarwood tree, and a lot of religious like Muslim ceremonies will like burn it as incense in their temples. So like culturally, that has a purpose. But then also like it's harvested for perfume, not so much anymore, just because it's incredibly expensive. But I was reading that the agarwood trees, like there's a, it's, there's like a, it's like a family of trees, a species of trees, I should say. And they mostly exist in the Middle East and Southeast Asia. And in the 60s, or rather during the Vietnam War, when the U.S. was dropping bombs on Vietnam, the shrapnel would injure a bunch of these agarwood trees, which is what you need for the tree to create the resin. So it created a ton of wood, essentially. It's like crazy because I really hope that the people were able to harvest that and profit from it because right. it obviously it's horrible that their villages and their forests were bombed. But it's also very interesting to me that warfare has produced this very, very profitable fragrance substance. Mm-hmm. Right. It's wild. That is wild. Anyway, that's my diatribe about Oud. Oh, we should talk about your favorite. We should. Gourmand. Oh, I love a gourmand. So we were talking about this before we started and gourmands are typically 
scents that lean sweeter or have a lot of sweet elements to them Mm. also can be very warm also can be very spicy if we're talking about fragrance venn diagrams uh, gourmand and and oriental would sit right next to each other because they do share a lot of the same aspects but you have chocolate and toffee and amber it's all like edible dessert yes exactly dessert smells exactly yeah vanilla and they don't always have to be as sweet as i am making them out to be they can be very warm and soft and alluring but muted yes but you can also have like fruits in here like fig or blackberry a lot of things can be sweet without being cloying and i think that's where the most fun beautiful gourmand scents where they show up for me is you know they're not just a candy store which i also love (laughs) but yeah like you said they're you know sweeter usually edible notes dessert like and i think they can also be the most imaginative in some ways because again you you can have notes like vanilla but you can also have notes like cotton candy or burnt sugar or Mm -hmm. things that you can't usually extract anything from but you recognize and it takes you somewhere i don't know i i love a gourmand scent yeah gourmands are like to me the hot girl scent because it's always in all the hot girl perfumes yeah (laughs) like like when i think of all like the you know, we were talking earlier about like how warm vanilla sugar from Bath and Body Works was like the fucking fragrance in our high schools. And there was this really, really great racked article mm. about why everyone wants to smell like a dessert. Yeah. And how and this goes for a lot of celebrity fragrances, how they they really amp up the vanilla and the cake like or dessert like scent because it just evokes this like warmth and comfort that people really gravitate towards, but then obviously they'll jazz it up with sexier stuff too. But I feel like they make a lot of sense geared towards young girls as gourmands because they're like, girls, they just want to smell like desserts. Right. I don't know why I said that like that. <laughs> <laughs> These girls, they wish to smell like cake. <laughs> and me. Like it all me too. No, I just, I, and they're, like you said, they're just, comforting and familiar and exciting i like a little gourmand but like i don't like predominantly gourmand scents sure yeah that killing in love don't be shy is very gourmand Mm. it smells like a field of cotton candy Mm -hmm. with like burnt caramel floating in the air and just like a little cigarette smoke it's so good also i think one of my favorite gourmands of all time is fun fair evening by replica Margiela replica that's a really nice one it smells like a humid I, again, it's very literal. It's It smells like a humid summer night in August at a fun fair with cotton candy and churro grease in the air. It's, <laughs> churro grease. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I love you know, it. You like walk yeah, by a food yeah, yeah. Cart, cart. Um Absolutely. It's, it's like the nuts for nuts cart. Exactly. Love, that's a gourmand. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Also, they can be like very nutty or yeah. I, it's just, you Almond. can, and I just love a weird like marshmallow note. Like, mm. where did you get that? <laughs> you know, not even the note itself, but the idea I feel like one of our favorite Dias and Durga scents, Debaser, mm-hmm. has this tinge of gourmand in the fig, mm. which is really good. Also, they have a candle. Oh, my God. Breakfast Leipzig. Yeah. But that, to me, it just smells like fresh baked croissants in the morning. Oh, it's, it's so good. so good. Yeah. Also, I'm shocked at by how under... I feel how underused coffee is and fragrance. Mm. Atelier Cologne did a coffee-based one called, like, a Tubros Cafe or Cafe yeah. Tubros. Yes. And it's, like heavy on the coffee do note. you think to me it is i i think that smells identical to elizabeth and james bourbon which i also love oh, they're like interesting identical though 
Intoxicated Killing in a super coffee-heavy private show by Britney Spears literally is made to mm. smell like a frappuccino, which is great. <laughs> it's funny, another replica scent, Coffee Shop, came out this year, and I was like Ooh. down for it. And then I they sent it, and it's good. It's lovely. It's super warm, super soft, but it I think it has like a violet note in it as well, mm. and it smells just like a soft, warm floral. It doesn't smell like a coffee shop. And I... I'm not disappointed. It's just those are always so on the nose of what yeah. they're meant to replicate. Mm-hmm. And this one, it, I'm, it's not. What kind of? Maybe it's like a European coffee shop. Maybe. I haven't been to all the coffee shops in the world. I wouldn't know. I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> world tour <laughs> yeah, coffee exactly. shops. What haven't we? Fresh. 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 Okay. Fresh is, this can also be kind of floral. It can also be kind of woody. But green or zesty exactly yeah aquatic you know there's always a lot of notes of you know citruses Mm. also some pungent green notes and and also they can be you know like cool water like aquatic or i guess the fragrance cool water a lot of those quote sport scents that showed up in the 2010s that Mm. every house did at least one of they're all fresh they're all like these zesty blue sporty you know they all they're fine they're gorgeous they're but fine. that that sector of yeah, like yeah, sports yeah. sense can just like miss me altogether <laughs> you know it is interesting how fresh can be like it can be grass or it can be bergamot or it can be i don't know like jasmine mm-hmm. or water like the quote unquote amorphous like water scent yeah i love so, i love a water scent fresh is so much more conceptual than it is a literal thing yep because obviously like lemon bergamot grapefruit they're clearly fruits Yet, you wouldn't really make a bergamot scent necessarily and be like, this is a fruity fragrance. Because, like, bergamot is so much more crisper than, I suppose, the collective of fruits. Yeah. Yeah. People market <laughs> scents to men as concepts, where yes. they market scents to women as, like, actual scents. So, where mm. women are going to smell like lavender or jasmine or vanilla or whatever it is men smell like mountains and like <laughs> cool breeze yeah. and fiji god forbid you eat a fruit no yeah you have to paint a picture for these dumbasses where <laughs> as like women you can actually speak to like human beings yeah. and not cave people so that's what i think a lot of you know you think of a sports sun and you think of a crashing tidal wave and rollerblading and that is true because i feel like like apple as a note could be fresh or it could be fruity totally depending on how you how you go with it like dkny had the what was that like yeah. apple bottle looking one? Was it apple. Green apple? Big apple? Big apple. Juicy? Just apple. Be, uh, juicy. Be juicy. No. Be delicious. Be delicious. Was that the original? Yeah. Yeah. So Be Delicious by DKNY, the bottle looks like an apple. That to me is a super juicy, fruity scent. And they made a red one as well. They made a couple. Yeah, see, that one had a couple flankers, probably because it was so successful. That was huge. I love that. But like apple is a note. That oh, this is going to remind me of high school. <laughs> Apple something that you can really douse and call it a fruity scent marketed towards women, or you can call it fresh and crisp yep. and marketed towards men, yeah. even though it's still a fucking apple. I mean, fragrance is all marketing anyway, you know. Also, I feel like all these sporty scents have a metallic note, like literal mm. metal. Yeah. Metal. How do you... I was just going to say, I don't know. But like, you know it when you smell it. Yeah. Right? Like, I would say it's an aldehyde, but then when I looked up at aldehydes, we're like, it's... It didn't really read to me as that. Like aldehydes are synthetic for sure. And they have like a soapy, waxy kind of floral scent. And it's amorphous on its own, but it's kind of meant to be 
a booster for like all the other notes around it. I, it's like it's a compound of a bunch of synthetic molecules. That, so like an accord. I think it's a compound because like that by chemical structure. It could also be an accord by definition because it's a bunch of notes. But like, <laughs> you're just like cartoon blink time. I'm trying. <laughs> but like it's in general, it has this kind of sweet, almost like a bland sweetness that's meant to just tweak ah. the overall fragrance. Okay. So apparently the story is, is that like aldehydes became really popular after Coco Chanel's perfumer accidentally put too much aldehydes into what would become Chanel number no. five. Every time I smell Chanel number no. five, I'm like, whoa, that's like crazy sweet yeah. to me. And that was just the, It's so floral to me. Well, yeah, like aldehydes are floral, smell like florals. Yeah. But because it's synthetic, they can't call it a flower. They're like, it's we made it in a lab, but it's sweet. Oh. It's sweet like a flower, but it's not a flower. But it makes other floral notes smell even more intense. Okay, you're getting me there. All right. Yeah. All right. It's like an intensifier. Think of it that way. Huh. Yeah. So that's an aldehyde. But when you read about it in, in the makeup of a fragrance, you're like, what the fuck? Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know if that incorporates metallic notes, so. You want to jump? Okay. Fougère. It looks like fougier or fougier, but it's apparently fougère. And it's the French term for fern. It kind of has that evergreen scent. It's like lavender, geranium, vetiver, oak moss. Mm -hmm. It's ferny. Think of fern gully. That's a fougère. <laughs> like a wet green yes. sort of scent. A wet forest. Yeah. And then shebra. Shebras are also really earthy. I, I would say like mossy almost. They can incorporate a lot of wood. Also a little bit of like bergamot. Shebras confuse me. I feel like they're underrepresented. I feel like they're overrepresented. Or, or rather I should say uh, underrated. Mm. I, I got my hands on the newest at the time diptyque scent, which was like a new spin on a shebra and it was fine. <laughs> it, it's I mean, it was beautiful. It was like really earthy, really green, but really, oh my God, what is the word I'm looking for? Pungent, but damp and foggy and musky without being literally musky. I don't know. They're, they're, it, <laughs> it smells like a bank of a river. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay. I, and this, I'm getting you. And yeah. they're often really easy to layer florals on top of because mm. florals go with earth yeah. really nicely. They're not my favorite. They're like brown and green. They're fine. <laughs> brown and green fragrances. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was always very confused about what sheepers were about because they're described as woody and then they're also described as like green. Mm -hmm. One sheeper that many people are going to know is CK1. That's that, a sheeper? That is a modern, lighter take on a sheeper. It's a little more fresh. I think, personally, it would fall into the fresh category. Same. But allegedly, it is a sheeper. But that is probably one of the most widely known contemporary sheepers. And you didn't even know. You didn't well, even. I didn't. That's everything you need to know about fragrance. <laughs> the end. The end. Do we know about the concentrations? I always have to clock myself on it and figure okay. that out. So, when you're buying fragrance, you'll see that... They're priced differently, often because it's a difference of the concentration of perfume in it. Yeah, so fragrances are made up of oils that you get the scent from, and then those oils are put into essentially alcohol, which thins them out because you don't want to put a natural, like a 100% oil on your skin. It would freak your skin out. Yep. And it would also smell insane. Natural 100% oil of whatever it's from is not going to smell no. the same way as it would on your skin yeah. raw as it would in a perfume because it needs to breathe. It needs space, man. Yeah, it needs that alcohol and, and whatever else, that yeah. filler to thin it out. and That perfume water. Exactly. So <laughs> a 
all fragrances have different levels of this raw material. Let's start from the top. So the most concentrated, there's parfum. No E, it's that important. So that's 15 to 40%. That's like the range, but they usually fall between 20 and 30%. Okay. That's that's quite a bit. That's a ton, honestly. Yeah, so that's fragrance in like its purest form. Yeah. And that's usually on the expensive side. But yeah. it also means that it lasts longer on your skin. You don't really ever need to wear a, a parfum. That's some oh, rich shit. girl shit. That is some rich girl shit. You know? Like, we're not that fancy. No. We don't, we don't need parfum. No. But then there's eau de parfum, which is 15 to 20%. And that's also like one of the most common perfume types. Yeah, that's typically yeah. typically what you're going to buy when you just reach for any any fragrance on the counter. It's going to be an eau de parfum. Typically, you'll also see an eau de toilette, mm-hmm. which is 5 to 15% perfume. And that's like the slightly waterier version of eau de parfum. It doesn't last as quite as long. It's just lighter. It's lighter. It's diet Thing, perfume. Right. I don't think <laughs> toilettes on me... I think my skin holds scent really well in ways mm. that some people don't. My friend Connor thinks just like burn off him immediately, whereas they last really long on me. So I don't know if I'm the best person to speak to the the hang time of a toilet. Do you find that you're seeing less toilets? I am seeing less toilets. I feel like people aren't bothering with them as much because I, yeah. everyone's onto them. They're like, this is toilet water. Yeah. And I just feel like people want something that's gonna last i feel like the price difference for what you're getting people are willing to spend a couple bucks more if they know they're getting more of the scent agreed and also i think people when they are shopping would rather see two individual scents than one eau de parfum and one Mm. eau de toilette you know that's essentially to me that's the same fragrance totally you know then there's eau fraiche which is not as common that's even lighter than an eau de toilette eau fraiches i feel like are very niche yeah they're not like, I don't know. I feel like that's that's what you would find in a perfume that's been around for ages. And then they're just like, fine, we'll give you a lighter version. There's a lot of shit I want to edit out of this episode. I'm just Same. You know, what I'm the like, fuck? It's running real long. So. <laughs> I was like not landing the plane there at the beginning. <laughs> so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. Leaving this in though. We did it. We did this was our run- this was the smell you later rundown this was a rundown this was a little lengthy but i hope that yeah. we i i certainly learned some things that i didn't know going into this and i same. hope you did too same i hope everyone learns things today trying to demystify fragrance and make it as approachable mm-hmm. as possible so well, this let's see what you did there demystify <laughs> oh yes that was that was intentional <laughs> anyways thank you for listening thank you for listening once more we would love um to personally figure out how to leave a podcast five stars and then we would love for you to do it yeah and if you know how to leave a podcast five stars please dm me and please tell me tell how and then do it for us follow us on instagram we are at smellulator.mp3 on instagram follow me i'm at tine and buck everywhere and i am at sable tooth tigra everywhere and that's that's it that's, that's it episode. smell you later smell you later <laughs>